Welcome everyone to the BISA Portfolio Podcast, a podcast elevating the voices of the Bank Insurance and Securities Association members. I'm Jane Lynn Porter, guest host for this podcast, highlighting two of our 2022 Circle of Excellence awardees, Ram Nagapan and Howard Hammond. They will be sharing their experience navigating the world of the bank and insurance securities and how they've cultivated a growth mindset along the way. But first, I want to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast and leave it a rating and review while you're at it. It's available wherever you listen to your podcast, so make sure you're subscribed, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or another platform. And if you enjoy our discussion today, please share with your network. So quick overview of myself and the Circle of Excellence Awards. I've been a BISA member for many years, and I have worked in this industry for 32 years. My passions and areas of interest, I think, align with Rom and Howard and many of the other leadership in our industry of really, at the end of the day, helping our clients be successful with meeting all of their financial needs. The BISA Circle of Excellence Award is BISA's most prestigious award and honors and celebrates extraordinary leaders for their long-term commitment to the profession and the association as a whole. To be eligible for this distinguished award, candidates must be a senior-level executive in their institution with a minimum of 20 cumulative years of experience in the financial services industry and have made meaningful contributions with a lasting impact to the association. Candidates should be recognized among their peers for their outstanding vision, innovation, and career achievements. With that said, I'm so excited to introduce you to two of our guests of the day. Please welcome Ram Nagapan and Howard Hammond. And I'd like you guys each to take a minute just to tell us a little bit about yourself. So Ram, I'm going to start with you. Thank you, Jane. I'm Ram Nagapan, and I'm the Chief Information Officer for Pershing Technology. 30 years in the information technology world, focusing on the financial services. A few words about Pershing. We are a leader in clearing and custody services for more than 80 years. We help wealth and institutional firm with our solutions, tools to support their growth and allow them to optimize the use of the capital. We've been in the business for more than 80 years. We manage $2 trillion in global asset with 1,200 clients worldwide. Great. You're a busy man. Howard, can you take a few minutes to introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you, Jane Ellen. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Howard Hammond. I'm the head of the Consumer Bank here at Fifth Third. I've been in the financial services industry for approximately 35 years and real happy to be here today to discuss a little bit about my career and how thrilled I was to receive the award. Great. Thanks, Howard. And congratulations to both of you. I want to talk a few minutes about the award itself and what it means to each of you to be recognized by BISA for this award. Can you share what your reaction was to be nominated? And Howard, I'll start with you. Yeah, I was humbled. When you look back and you start to reflect on your career as you are in the business the length of time I've been in, you hope that you've made an impression on your peer group and those that you've spent a lot of time with over the years. And when I heard I was nominated and later after I had won, Frank Consolo had called me and we talked about uh, the past 20 years that I've been going to BISA, been a board member and participated. And it was just very humbling to know that, that somebody had taken the time to recognize me 
and submit me for the Circle of Excellence. And when you've been to these events and you see the caliber of people like Rom and others that have won over the years, again, it's just a very humbling, humbling thing in your career. And Rom? Jane, for me, I got to tell you, it was humble and surprise. But more importantly, I'll tell you, first time BISA is giving for a technology leader. And mm -hmm. that means a lot not only to me as a technologist, but also to my team, because it's just not me who won the award. It's my team who won the award. And the reflection that the technology drives the business, it is the underlying engine that actually makes the business successful, means a lot. So thank you to Baisa. And thank you both for all of your work and, and passion into the industry over the years. I want to talk a little bit about your early career growth, and I'm hoping you'll be willing to share your own growth journey. So, Ram, I'll start with you. If you can share how you first got into and started into the industry as a whole, and who or what nurtured your professional growth early on. So, it's 30 years, so I'm going to make it brief. <laughs> I'm a semiconductor engineer, so that's how I started my career, and I tried to design semiconductor chip and my first effort was doing programmable video game chip. And an interesting fun fact is I wrote the first Pong game for home computer, for Sinclair computer. That was how I started. But it was too early and I actually changed the field because I kind of right now on hindsight, I feel like I should have sticked back to the video game industry. But anyway, it's okay. In this industry of financial services is also not that bad. So from there, I moved on into technology serving financial services. Basically came to United States at that time, worked for many consulting companies, including a big computer technology company like IBM and many others, wrote technology solutions for many stock exchanges in the United States. And I also wrote the first market-making system in the United States that actually ran market-making outside of the regional exchanges. So then moved on to many startups, one notable being DLJ Direct, the first online trading system. So a team of us went and built that, took it public. That was a fun experience. And now I'm back with BNY Mellon Pershing doing very successful products like an LX360 and LX Investor. That's the first part, the summary of, you know, what I did in 30 years. It's a great journey. I enjoyed it all along. In terms of the second part of your question about the professional growth influencer, I got many influencers because nowadays we are lucky to have lots of influencers. So I want to tell you from a product perspective, I always admire the leaders of Microsoft like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Amazon's Jeff Bezos. So, so from a client experience, another area, I consider Howard Schultz of uh, Starbucks as a clear leader because who can make a cup of coffee that can be priced more than a gas? That was amazing. And then there's a lot of other inspirational leaders, I got to tell you. One being someone who came from India, the iconic American Pepsi company who led is Indra Nui. So there's quite a lot. And I always follow many of them. Love it. I learn from every different leaders. That's the most important thing. We always need to be learning and connected learning is very important. Wow. So I wouldn't say the financial industry is quite as fun as video gaming, but certainly has many of the same ups and downs. So that's quite a journey that you've been on. And thank you so much for sharing that. So Howard, tell me a little bit about your journey, your growth journey in the industry. 
Sure, Jane Allen. I was a college baseball player. And when I graduated, I wound up being a college baseball coach for a couple of years and getting my MBA. After that, I went to work for Citigroup for about 18 years. And during that time, I went through their training program and became an advisor for nine years or so. After that, I ran various investment businesses at Citigroup, came to Fifth Third in 2006, running the broker-dealer and insurance company. And I've been at Fifth Third ever since in various roles. I've been very blessed in that Fifth Third's given me an opportunity to expand my career and stay with the same company. So from running our mass affluent and broker-dealer, and then eventually the retail bank, broker-dealer, insurance company, and now to being head of the consumer bank, it's been a great run here at Fifth Third and looking forward to many more years. When I look at, uh, in my career early on, there was a, a gentleman named Dennis Madigan, who was president of our broker-dealer when I became a manager. And Dennis was really important at that point in my career. He took the time to mentor me, walk me through decision-making processes, and taught me some very valuable skills that have stayed with me since then. But he was definitely one of the people in my life that took an interest in me early on in my managerial career. So I'm forever indebted to Dennis. Great. And, and as a parent of a baseball player, thank you for what you did and do to help our kids through coaching. Uh, really, really important. And I'm sure has been effective in your journey as well as a leader. So great. Thank you both for sharing that. So as you continue in your careers, if you think about what practices you maintain or discovered to cultivate growth, if you could share that and what, again, whether that was in your professional lives or your personal lives. So Howard, I'll start with you. Yeah, for me to cultivate that growth mindset, it's taking an approach of never being satisfied with yourself as well as tweaking a business to always do better. I've always believed businesses go in two directions, either you're growing or you're dying. And we are, are a competitive business by nature. And one of the things that we always try and focus on is, hey, why are we successful? How do we become more successful? And then how do we continue to ingrain that success throughout the company. And it takes a, a leadership approach. We've been very fortunate here in our CEO and president for years, Greg Carmichael, and now our new CEO and president, Tim Spence. They've taken a different mindset to the industry. Neither of them started in financial services, and I think that's really important. You don't have the baggage that you had historically, and they always viewed Fifth Third, how do I get to where the the game is gonna be over the next five years and 10 years. And you see a lot of people in financial services, the answer tends to be, we do it this way because we've always done it this way. And I think that's one of the things that I call that a company killer. If you're not looking to constantly improve and, and be where the customer is gonna be over the next three to five years, your odds of success are very small. So it's just taking that constant approach of challenging and never being comfortable and getting everybody to rally around that and realize that status quo isn't going to work, let alone three years from now, probably not 12 months from now. Right. And Ram, I'm in the technology world, right, it's constantly changing on a moment-to-moment basis. So if you can share a little bit with us how you've continued to have that growth. So a few more points in line with what Harvard just said. See, I put client trust on the top because this should be the starting point for all the things that we do. And certainly whatever we do is excellence is also important because we don't want to be settled for anything less. And in our industry, integrity is very important. Do the right thing always. 
and certainly strengthen diversity in terms of your teams and in terms of your thoughts. We need diversity. And finally, I mean, I have to say as a technologist, innovation, be in front of the changing landscape. It's always very important. You got to be, you got to be on the forefront of everything. So these are some of the things that I look towards uh, in my career to cultivate my growth. Great. And I'm sure that you both had kind of points in your career where you felt stagnant. I think we all do. Some people call it the comfort zone and the discomfort zone and where you grow from and and can either of you recall a moment, you know, that really sticks out that you felt that way? And then a second follow-up to that is what you did to get over that. So, Ram, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, I don't look at things as stagnant because I always kind of look at hey, there is some, you know, how do I facilitate growth myself rather than looking at it as stagnant? So, you know, early in the career, people can try to grow horizontally. But at some point in time, you always cannot just take more responsibility because there's only a few people who's going to take more responsibility and the rest of them has to grow in a different way. I call them a horizontal growth or the vertical growth. When I say vertical, it's about increasing your value proposition, bring in new ideas, help grow the business, be efficient, reimagine experience, those type of things that you could do. So it's all about focus on finding a meaningful impact, whether it's big or small, and figuring out in a small or a large enterprises, how do you grow? And you don't feel stagnant. So I think that's kind of what I would say on this area of people feeling a kind of growth stagnation. Great. Thank you. And Howard? Yeah, Jane Allen, for me, it was really uh, toward the end of my career at, at Citigroup. There was huge upheaval in the company. And I felt like the company wasn't what it was once before. And I always tell people I had all the years at Citigroup I truly enjoyed and loved, and it was a great company. And in the last six months of my career there, I wasn't happy. And what helped get me over that hump was my wife, Wendy, called me out and said, hey, uh, Big Mouth, uh, you've always said that when you're not happy somewhere, you're going to do something about it. Well, I've listened to you complain a little bit for six months. That's not like you. What are you going to do about it? And then I started looking out there, and I found the folks at Fifth Third. I was a native New Yorker, lived there my whole life before I went to work for Fifth Third. So I really didn't know what a Fifth Third was when they first called me and we started talking. But as Ram alluded to earlier in one of his comments, ultimately an organization is about the people. And I've always been a strong believer that if you get the right people on the bus, you can take the bus anywhere. And as I met the people at Fifth Third, I could tell what they were committed to, you know, building a great company and, and getting it to be successful. And that helped me get over the hump and make the leap and get to fifth third. And ever since then, I've never felt that feeling again in my career here, fortunately. Wow, that's a great story. I'm going to kind of stay with you, Howard, on that thought because, you know, as professionals, just in general, but obviously professionals in our industry, there's it, it's hard to get to the next step, right? And as BISA is spending so much time and passion and effort to bringing folks into this industry, you know, what suggestions do you have for our industry that we could better support each other through, you know, the challenging times we all go through? And then what about other ways that we can all help each other as professionals to lend a helping hand to cultivate growth in, you know, between our peers, our mentees and others? Yeah, for me, it's really thinking about where you want to go, who you want to be and what you want to do. And, you know, you hear the term now is your board of directors, right, to help coach, mentor, bounce ideas off of. 
And I, I was always fortunate. I talked about Dennis earlier, but I, I was very fortunate having a group of people throughout my career that I've been able to lean on and that are very successful in the industry and, and bounce things off of and say, hey, what do you think about this? What about this idea? And I would encourage anyone who's looking to go to that next level. One thing I've found in the industry, and, and I do it all the time, I, I tell anyone you want to have a career conversation, I'm glad to do it. What questions do you have? Where are you trying to go? What are you trying to do? And how are you taking control of your career and making sure that you're in the driver's seat? And I think that sometimes people take a view and they let their career happen to them. And I look and you see a pattern of folks that are successful and make it, they reach out and they try and figure out, hey, what do I need to do to get better? What connections do I need to make to make sure that I get the next opportunity? So I'm constantly trying to coach, mentor, and help people get to that next step. As you get a little longer in your career, as I said earlier, about 35 years in financial services, I, I take a great deal of pride in making sure that the next generation is going to be there to service customers and clients and perform. You know, such a such a we are so valuable in this country. We help people educate their children, retire in dignity, save some money on taxes, buy their homes. And sometimes our industry gets a little bit of a bad rep out there. And I try and mentor young folks and get them to understand that you are in the best industry. You help people make dreams possible, but you have to own a piece of it. I'll help you drive and steer and get there, but take control of your career and then you'll wind up close to the place you want to be. Yeah, I love that, right? Letting your career happen to them. That's not the place that we all want to be. So really, really insightful. Rom, you certainly did not do that, right? Constantly kind of changing until you landed comfortably in the financial services industry, changing where your direction was. So I want to talk to you about what goals have you set and aimed at helping you grow in your career or personally? And then are there any practices you do daily, weekly, monthly, right, that you follow to help you achieve that personally? Meaning, I would say building a trusted team is very important because the team is required for anything. You only grow when your team grows. So building a trusted team and also connecting with your team is very important. Meaning, if you have a hierarchy organization and you just have meetings, I think that's over. It's not going to grow. So you need to be connected with your team because most of the companies are global companies. And as a leader, you need to be connected with the leader. I'll give you an example. When we all got working from remote during the COVID, how do we, well, I, I just did, I need to be connected with my team. So for 100 weeks, I used to write to each one of them in an email, but certainly addressed to everyone and also res receive responses from them. I still have my 100 weeks of blog written about communicating with it. That's very, very important if you, we need to grow in our career as a leader. And certainly that's one that really helped. Um, and I, I really go back and look at my 100 weeks of email. I was like, really, it, it didn't happen, but it is possible. And uh, we used to collect employee engagements and it really went up. And I, I you know, that's a very connecting with an employee and um, on your team is very, very helpful for every leader's career. 
And the last thing is learn from the industry, the competitions, and that it's very important to learn from others. And sometimes you learn a lot of best practices and you try to apply. And we have done it. For example, we have implemented what's called OKR, Objective Key Result, way of measuring our growth. We have done that. So these, these are some of these examples, I would say. And also as a team, we need to provide transparency from top to bottom. Very important. Mm-hmm. Great. So as you look out, right, as these winners of this incredible award and look out, let's say, to your peers when we are all together at the end of February celebrating you and others, if you could say something to your peers or to people rising through the ranks as they embark on their own journeys, what would you say? And Howard, I'll start with you. Yeah, for me, again, it would be, uh, I would just emphasize to everyone, and I try to do this every opportunity I get, even with regulators, is what a great industry this is. And are there bad actors in the industry? Absolutely. But again, when you look at the accomplishments and the goals you help your customers reach over the years, I, I, I really take pride and just would like everybody in this industry to understand the very valuable services that they do provide. And that gets overlooked a lot. And it's a rare thing today. You see so many people that are not happy in their their line of work or happy with their job. And one of the things that I've been fortunate with, I tell people I wake up every morning at 530 and I don't use an alarm clock because I still love what I do. When you get that feeling of bouncing out of bed and knowing that sometime during the day you're going to help people and then you're going to, to Rom's point, help your team establish their dreams with their families as well. This has been such a great industry and it will continue to be as long as we stay invested and make sure that our our folks follow that path. Ron? Well, learn it all versus know it all culture. I will tell you that. And then just don't be a leader, be a mindful leader. Very important. I always believe in a mindful leader, not just being a leadership or a boss. So, you know, similar to Harvard, you know, bring in, bring in passion, empathy, and creativity in all the things you do. I mean, we need to seek a role that requires curiosity, innovation, so that we achieve success. So I put learning on the top, mindful leader, empathy, passion, creativity, achieve success. Well, this was a really great discussion, and I really, really want to thank you both for being here and spending this time. And thank you for sharing your challenges, your own personal successes, your own thoughts with us. And, you know, of course, helping this just helps other people in the industry to hear from those who grew and continue to grow in their own journeys. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review so you won't miss future uploads. And please share the podcast and join the conversation on social media. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. And congratulations again to Ram and Howard. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane Elton.